always... <sighs> I've never disconnected this mic. Never. This has been my one mic. Anyway, enough of me complaining. The Canucks! They won against the Seattle Kraken for the first time this season! Um, yeah. <laughs> Before we get into that, uh, I'm Kaya May. Welcome to Game Over Vancouver on SCPN. Um, pretty much, Vancouver Canucks beat the, their divisional rivals, the Seattle Kraken, um, 5-1 to one tonight. And it was a, I don't want to say it was a good game for the Canucks. Can I just say that? I, I want to... Go out and say it. I don't think it was a good game for the Canucks. Did they show moments of promise? Yes. Was it great for 60 minutes? No. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it, um, there's no, there's, is there still no sound? Am I still muted? Okay. Apparently people can hear now. Um, yeah. No, I don't think it was a good game for the Canucks. That's that's my thought process. Um, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. It was 5-1 Canucks. Now, how did we get there? Um, to start off the night, um, we found out- Not even to start off the night. We found out Kuzmenko got scratched this morning. Um... Yeah, so Kuzmenko scratched, Niels Oman comes in, he gets a new contract, we'll talk about that later. Um, yes, hello, hello, everybody. Um, yes, yeah, so, <clears throat> so, sorry. Um, a lot of good chances. I saw, um, somebody mentioned, Matt early on in the chat mentioned, um, not a good game. Seattle had two shots in the third. I'm not saying the third. The third was good for the Canucks. The overall, no. Like, third, yes. Second, we, yeah, we didn't have shots for ten minutes. Um, so, there was, Matt mentioned early on, there was a lot of good moments from Besser. Um, yeah, he had so many shots that were... Like, so close but taken away at the last second, where there was, like, it just missed the net, or Decord got, uh, got him too fast, or, you know, a million different things. A million different things that could go every which way in hockey, um, went in the unfortunate direction, um, for Brock Besser tonight. Um, there was one shot where he put it in the crease, but, and Joey Decord was in front of Anthony Beauvillier, and Beauvillier still couldn't get it in. I thought that was really funny. Um, and then we have our first penalty, which is important. Um, it was in the offensive zone, and in the last game that the Kraken won, 4-3, they were 0-3 on the power play. Uh, da -da -da. I think I have a note about their power play. Yeah, I'll get to that later. So, this is the first power play of many for the Kraken in this period. Um... Power play, yeah, last meeting, 0 for 3. Canucks in the last four before this game uh, were 10 of 12 for the penalty kill. There was a Dakota Joshua breakaway. Um, we're like, okay, that's exciting. That's all the excitement that we're going to get. Um, <laughs> Seattle could barely, 
get anything towards Demko, barely get anything set up. Um, and then there's another breakaway. Teddy Bluger, unassisted, he gets his 100th career point and his first as a Canuck. Great deke. Um, yeah, shorthanded breakaway. Just a classic, I saw a lot of people saying this on Twitter, a classic 53 goal. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> Okay. All right. My apologies. Uh, yeah, on that power play, there was not a single shot for Seattle, so that was refreshing. Um, I mean, karma eventually later, but, um, then immediately after that, also after the Teddy Bluger goal, they were playing Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. I think it was Welcome to the Black Parade. It was definitely My Chemical Romance. It was weird. But yeah, Miller gets a tripping penalty right after that power, that Seattle power play is over. And it was right behind the Kraken net. So this is immediately after the Bluger goal. So it's like kind of like, it's funny, right? Oh yeah, we should go get more penalties. Maybe we'll score more goals. Um, y yeah, we had good chances. We had better chances on the... <laughs> We had better chances on the penalty kill than the Kraken did. Um, except for the second penalty kill when the Kraken began forechecking hard and then Matty Beneers posting in. It was very, you know, there's a Bluger and Oman miscommunication. Myers tries to step up into that position and um, doesn't, obviously. Except a goal uh, wasn't meant to happen. It was offside. It was definitely offside. Uh, Kraken player went over the line before Yamamoto brought the puck in. It was kind of hidden um, because Shorts was kind of hiding hiding where Yamamoto was, but it was pretty clear. That's why Talkit was not apparently pl not pleased with that, but yeah. So, from 1-1, one, 1-0. One, one uh, Phil DiGiuseppe and Joshua rush in but can't get the shot on goal. Joshua Myers connect to send the puck out. There's a scramble in front of Demko, but Cole gets the puck out. Basically, just a lot of, you know, penalty kill 101. Um, Demko kept leaving the net. Besser, again, a missed shot. Uh, Eberle, we, we left him without a goal tonight, which is good, because he has 24 goals against the Canucks. It's the most inactive players in the NHL. That is insane. Um... There were a lot of Canucks fans in attendance. Uh, we'll get to that later on, but we do have two of our Game Over members. Uh, two of my lovely Game Over co-hosts, Parker and Clay, were there, so shout out to them. Um, there were a lot of good Demko stops. Ian Cole was, like, a good force tonight. Like, he did a lot of good stuff on the penalty kill, just defense in general around Demko. I thought that he had a great night. Um... Again, best chance. And then there's a double minor for Tyler Miners. I mean, Tyler Myers. Um, he got, uh, yeah, it's, best, it's a, it's a Burroughs jersey from years ago. But um, Myers gets a high sticking call on Eberle. Was it a double minor because he was bleeding or was the double minor because he hit two players? Because he also took out JT Miller. Uh, yeah, pretty much he was trying to get the puck off Eberle when Miller already had him. 
and his stick came up and hit both Everly and Miller in the face. Good pressure by Canucks. Um, few shots. There were four shots by the Kraken in the first half. Then the second, there were technically no shots on the net. Um, but there was no shots on the net. But they did have a few shots. Just you know, they get deflected because that's that's how that's how that works. Um, there was one interesting moment on the second, on the back half of that penalty kill. Yeah, it was because of bleeding, but it was, he hit two players. Uh, Pedersen brought in the puck to the Kraken zone with Miller. Had somewhat, he looked like he was about to shoot, but then immediately changed his mind. I thought it was a little bit interesting because, yes, there are rumors like what his injury is. It is said to be like something groin issue related but at the same time like I, I just thought it was weird that was the exact same thing I was watching some old games from when the Bruce Boudreaux era just started I was watching some and that was when Petey was still coming off of his like season ending uh injury the year before he had resurgery at all or you get a lot of stuff going on and he wasn't back to 100% until like January but this is like December 2021 yeah, he was he was still doing the same stuff. So I'm like I'm a little worried there, but yeah. So the Kraken eventually they did not get a single other penalty or uh, the Canucks did not get a power a penalty called against them for the rest of the game. So the Kraken went 0 and four in total because of the double minor. Um, before this game, the Kraken were 25 percent on the power play, seventh in the league. It's obviously not updated yet, but yeah, so they were, okay, for some reason in my screenshot, I highlighted the Arizona Coyotes, who are ahead of them. The Canucks, before tonight's game, were in fourth. They had a 29.7% on the power play. New York was slightly above with 29.8. Tampa, 31. Maybe that went down. Then New Jersey was at the top of the penalty, uh... Power play, sorry. Um, but yeah, Seattle and Edmonton were tied. Seattle, Edmonton tied. Then New York. Vegas is under there. Carolina's under there. Uh, Boston is under there. LA is under there. Like, it's just odd. It's an odd placement. I feel like that's probably going to take a while and it's going to go down. This is one of the first entries for the um, Seattle Kraken because they started the game with 12 forwards and they ended the game with 9. Uh, this one, Tanev... So Tanev missed a few games already in the season because of a weird fall. He, like, landed on his leg, twisted weird, understandable, you know, injury. Um, he comes back in. Uh, Hoglander lost the puck at center ice. He hits Tanev. Tanev may have re-injured the ankle. We don't know for sure. Um, he just didn't return to the game after... It was about the end of the first period. So, yeah. Brian and Tanev out. And the Kraken were down to 11 forwards. At one point, Bjorkst Bjorkstrand in the third also left. Um, and then we'll get to the end of the game later. So... That was at the end of the first period. The Canucks are up by one. They almost weren't, but then they were. Uh, Cole sends the puck up to Miller, but Bjork to Bjorkstrand, but Demko stops the puck. Another crack and push is kept out. This is when it starts going downhill for the Canucks. The second period, 
the, it was likened on the broadcast to the Ottawa Senators game, and I have to agree, because the Senators came, they literally just stopped caring in the second, and then were like, okay, we have to, like, actually play hockey, you know, for 60 minutes, like, we're paid millions to do, whereas in the, in the same, in this game, it was exactly the same thing. I mean, yes, we did score, we did score, and we had a power play, we did score, but at the same time, we just really weren't doing anything. The Canucks, it was mentioned earlier in the chat, but I want to bring this up now. The Canucks did not have a shot on goal for 10 minutes. And this was about seven and a half minutes into the second. They did not have a shot on goal for the last three minutes or so in the first period. And then a good majority of the first half of the second period. Yeah, they barely had any chances in the Kraken zone. They were scrambling for offensive chances. And then Dakota Joshua, he got the Fred J. Hume Award last season for Unsung Hero, and I think he's trying to get it for himself again. We know he's been scratched, he's been scratched so far this season, but you know what? If Patrick Line can get scratched, eh, whatever. <laughs> he stays out after his shift, he's the only Canuck in the offensive zone, and he keeps the puck behind the net waits for, you know, the rest of the team to join him in the spot they're supposed to be. Um, and he stays in front of the net. Garland gets a couple shots in. Not very clear. And then Joshua gets last tap in. in. And yeah, it's 2 nothing Canucks. Uh, Garland gets an assist. And Niels Oman in his first game back um, in the NHL uh, this season gets an assist. His first NHL point of the season. Uh, for reference, in the AHL, he had 15 in 15 points of 15 games for the Abbotsford Canucks, eight goals in seven games. Last season for the big guys, uh, 68 in 68 games, he had 16 points, four goals, 12 assists. He was a minus 12, but then again, the Canucks were terrible, so that's a given. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Joshua, 2 nothing. Then we get a power play, so Dumoulin for cross-checking on DiGiuseppe. The Canucks were setting up good shooting lanes. Quinn is on both units, um, because during the practice earlier today, yes, earlier today, uh, they had Akito Hirose as, like, the defenseman on the second pairing, and... They added Heronek on the sec on the first pairing um, with Quinn, so I felt like that was a good that was a good matchup. I do like that matchup if Kuzmenko doesn't continue being good for the power play. I thought it looked good with um, Hirona, Hughes, Patterson, Miller, Besser, but I do think that yeah, if Kuzmenko gets back to where he was last season, I think it'll be a great. It's just a sophomore slump. It's all right. Um, yeah, Quinn Hughes is on both units. I know you're captain, but take a breather, man. Um, yeah, it's a little, it's a little, little, little crazy, but I respect it. Uh, we used to have Heronic on the, on the back end of that second unit. I mean, we, last season we had Oliver Ekman Larson, so I, I, I thought he was good, uh, admittedly, on the second unit, even though they weren't allowed out much. Um, <laughs> Not a lot happened for the Canucks last year. We're just that last season didn't happen. Uh, but Quinn Hughes, yeah, he was on for both units. On the second power play, yeah, Kita Hirose was part of it, but he 
didn't actually, he was ended up being scratched. So, um, yeah, just thought it was interesting. Garland, Garland was, I mean, technically he didn't score a goal, but he did get an assist tonight, if that counts. I don't know, he may have gotten two, but on the NHL website, if I refresh it here, are they gonna award... Okay, they did. They just didn't update it last time. So when I checked, it was it was Mikheyev unassisted on that last goal. And I was so confused because I was like, that's just not what happened. Uh, the puck didn't just appear from midair and Mikheyev just happened to tap it in. No, there was Garland passing it to him. Um, but yeah, after that power play is over... Uh, the Kraken get one back. It's a 2-1 game. It's, you know, one goal lead going into the third again. Um, Car uh, Cartier connects, failed to clear the puck. You know, shocker. They're barely doing anything this period. They, you know. Uh, basically, McKay have tried to send it to Pedersen at the blue line, but Dunn came in, stole it, sent it over to Cartier. Yeah. Miller blocked a lot of shots. <laughs> That was, he blocked one that hurt in the, the end of the second and in the third at one point as well. A little concerning considering, you know, he's kind of important to the team, but, you know, he's, he's, he's a little important. He's a little important. Uh, third period. Not a lot going on for the first little while. A lot of incomplete passes. Face-offs weren't great. They were icing the puck instead of defense, which was, like, a very early tactic from last season. Icings are not defense. It's, like, ingrained in my brain forever. Everything that is my worst nightmare I compare to last season because, because of just how it began. So, if I say better than last season, I mean it. Also, like, I'm not going to compare to, like, the worst season st statistics from, like, the 70s, because that was a completely different game. Um, Canucks got another goal. 3-1. It was Lafferty. We thought it was Hronik, but it wasn't. Uh, Hughes has a 10-game point streak. He is still pretty far back from NHL scoring lead now, because Kucherov got six points, I believe, in total um, against the Hurricanes tonight. Uh, pray for me, please, because I have... Auntie Ranta as one of my goalies in fantasy. In the game over fantasy, that's even worse too. I have Demko, which is great. He's worked out great for me most of the time. And then I got Freddie Anderson because I, I just I just like him. I was like, okay, I need another like semi-decent goalie or decent goalie. He's a pretty decent goalie. Um, but then, you know, he gets he gets injured. Well not injured in a game, but you know, he has medical situations understandable. Uh, so I was like, okay, Ronta, he's the backup. I'll just get him in. And, uh, that worked out great tonight. They left him in for the entire, like, eight goals, according to my fantasy app. So, aside from that, Quinn Hughes has a 10-game point streak. Please give me fantasy tips. I'm so bad. Uh, Hronik shot it from the blue line. Um, Hughes passed from, well, Hughes passed from Hughes. Puck was passed from Hughes to Hronik, and Mikheyev kind of standing in the middle. Should have picked Hellebuck. He was gone already, okay? These are other hockey people. They're smart. Um, 
Mikhaev was distracted, um, basically distracted the rest of the Kraken. Then Lafferty tipped it. It was, like, kind of a point of debate. I really thought it was Thronek's goal, and then there was, like, a mark of the puck on Lafferty's stick, and it kind of deflected. So, yeah, makes makes sense. Niels Hoaglander gets another goal. He, four in his last five, his seventh of the season. He has a five-game point streak. Oman wins the puck on the boards. Hoaglander takes it down the ice, looks over to Connor Garland, does not pass, and scores instead. Great job. Kraken start getting sloppy. This is after Bjorkstrand went down, also with an injury. Don't know what the extent of that is yet, but I'm sure we're here. Mikheyev, I swear, almost did the Michigan, but didn't. Boo. <laughs> uh, second power play. Cartier uh, for interference. So, And then he starts to try and fight like everybody that's on the ice. Like He starts verbally going after... Uh, Hoaglander, DiGiuseppe, there's a couple other guys on the ice. I don't exactly remember who was on the ice at the time, but he was not happy. So he also gets a game misconduct. Misconduct. So it looked like he was going after Hoaglander maybe for revenge on Tanev. But Tanev is also the one who is who kept Breeze Ball out since the preseason. So that's... It's an, I talked a lot on the last Seattle Canucks game over about how the the rivalry isn't there yet. It's like, it's simmering. It's not boiling, but it's simmering. Um, yeah, a little bit of revenge. He still gets a misconduct. And then immediately after, immediately after the power play ends. So it's not a power play goal. It's an even strength goal. <coughs> Mikheyev scores. It was really, it was the weird goal that, um, there was a lot of shots, a lot of chaos around the net, um, Myers passes to Garland, Garland passes to Mikheyev, Mikheyev's right in front of Joey Decord, he taps it in, uh, and then immediately after, Will Borgen just kind of, like, shoves him to the ice, because that's something you can do. Like, I understand being frustrated, but instead, you should ye yell at your goalie and tap on the top of the net instead of knocking a guy down. <sighs> oh, hockey is ridiculous. I also... Oh, call back to earlier. The Canucks fans are doing the woo in the arena. I thought that was really nice um, because we are well-established across the border. I was chatting last night because it's like oh the Canucks fans or Vancouver people always follow like sports in in Seattle like no we have our own we have our own do you think I'm gonna like the Seattle Sounders absolutely not um so that was pretty much it for the game except for the last like 90 seconds when Teddy Bluger and Yanni Gord decided to start chatting they started had a nice little chat they had a nice little talk they had a they had a meeting they had a little connection at the face-off um we start going at it wasn't even a takedown wasn't even a takedown ref just steps in ref step in as it was getting good they're still trying to fight it was a high emotional stakes game they're still trying to fight uh ref steps in i don't know i i'm in a weird position where i'm like i don't think we should completely abolish fighting but it's not exactly good for the player's health um but if you're gonna at least allow stuff like at least make it fun 
Natty was at the game. Yeah, I saw she posted a, or Clay posted a picture with her and his son and Nadia's mom. Um, yeah, so that's about the game recap. The Canucks won 5-1 against the Kraken. Um, they're divisional rivals, so they can keep, they can keep holding on to that wildcard spot in their dreams. As a reminder, the Flames also won tonight 6-4 against the the stars. Um, I stopped watching that game when it was like one nothing. So, wow. Um, yeah. Overall, great game for the Canucks. Most kind of great game for the like half an hour of the Canucks. The other half, maybe they need a they need a little recharge. They need they need more battery. Um, anyway, like the stream. Subscribe down below to SDPN. Follow me, Abigail Kaime. Follow at SCPN Sports, both on Twitter. Uh, yeah, and let's get into the news that dropped just before... Not just before Buck drop. It was like 6.30. But I'm just sitting there. I'm chilling. I look at my phone. We have signed. Oh my gosh, this is it. This is it. They get the big one. They caught the big fish. Not from the market in Seattle. But the big sh- the- the big fish! The big fish! Um... It was not. But! It was another very good player that I like. You know, he's a good bottom six guy, good... Is that League Min? I'm bad at math, probably. Uh, we signed Niels Oman to a two-year- It's not a contract extension, because he's currently in the second year of his- entry-level contract, that his cap it is 883750 Um, and at the end of the season, he was going to have, he's an RFA, like many entry-level are. Um, the qualifying offer was 874125 for, you know, the Canucks, or for whoever was going to sign him after. Um, so Patrick Alvian gets ahead of himself considering he signed the last contract um and he signs him today to <clears throat> a new contract a two-year not extension but his first big league contract sorry losing my voice a little that's not good um a two-year contract valued at 1.65 so yeah, instead of his qualifying offer of 874125, which is very, very specific, 825000 for a cap that is probably going to go up by, like, the amount that his cap it is, I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty nice. I think the intention is to keep him um, in the bottom six in the next few years, because I... I don't know exactly. The minor's salary is, it says the same on Cap Friendly right now. I would assume they want to keep him up, but I think it's a good deal. I think it's a good deal. I want to know your thoughts. I want to know your thoughts on the game. I want to know you. Not, not on the game. We talked about the game. We discussed the game. We discussed the game. Yes, Parker and Clay were at the game. They were very lucky. I think I've only ever seen, in real life, 
I've only ever seen the Canucks beat the Kraken 5-2. That was twice. Two different games I saw the Canucks beat the Kraken 5-2. Once uh, was February February of 2022. Uh, It was the inaugural season. Mark Giordano scored to make it 2-1 Kraken going into the second. But uh, yeah, the Canucks won that game 5-2. And then, later on in the season, the game that, during the game, we actually got eliminated from the 2022 playoffs, um, because LA won or Dallas, something, you know, the whole math. Math, essentially. Um, yeah, that game, we also won 5-2, and it was, yeah, game 80. Never been to an NHL game. I've been ooh. I used to be able to count um but I, yeah also note for tonight I, I thought of this while um while the game was starting how many Canucks coaches has Dave Haxtell seen he's been the Kraken coach since 2021 when the Kraken started 2021-22 season when we started I'll remember this because Travis Green coached our first game against the Kraken, too. If you remember. If you also remember the Connor Garland stare thing. Um, yeah, Dave Axel has seen, like, three different eras of the Canucks in not even three years. Man, man every time they come to Climate Pledge, he's got to, like, make sure that he's checking the news to make sure we should get rid of another one. Right now, he's probably like, okay, they're doing decently fine. But, yeah, too many connections. I know my first one, and I know my second, and I know I know my first, like, five, and then it gets fuzzy. Just, and, like, the first five were in a very large span, and everything else has been within a year. <laughs> I, I'm glad you're finally getting to review some more wins now. Oh my gosh, last season I didn't cover a win, I swear, until December. Like, I didn't cover a- like, I swear, I didn't cover a win until I was 20. That is how long it felt. It's probably not accurate, um, but that's how it felt. That's how it felt for, uh, for last season. I- the running joke was every time I covered the show, we lost. Um... Because I covered the last of the 0-7, and, and then the Canucks, you know. I don't think I, I need to bring up. It was fun, but sad, yeah. I mean, that was, like, my one running bit. Like, I don't know what else to do now. <laughs> um, yeah. Niels Oman, I think, I think the contract is a good signing. People are like, what about PD? What about PD? It's not, it's not really gonna matter. Um, that's probably, like, it's not gonna matter in the big scheme of things <laughs> overall for reciting Pedersen. Um, yeah, considering how much money gets off the books this year in Myers, I know we also have to stay, uh, sign Hronik, and I know we have the buyout, and I know, I know, I know, I know. There's so many different cap implications going into this team, but I do think that... Um, I do think that it was a good decision to re-sign him instead of just 
leaving it be. Petey not playing well is kind of good for the Canucks. Oh, I also had that thought. I was like, we scratch Kuzmenko in one five one. I don't want to. I don't want to say. I think my take on Kuzmenko is, you know, you need to take a step back, reevaluate. He's a he is a, he has a more developed prefrontal cortex or lobe or it's a league man contract. Yeah, it's not going to really matter in the big scheme of things. I just think Niels Oman is a good piece in our bottom six. Uh, that has always been a little off. It's always been like a mess around there, um, just a revolving door. But I think we have like a decently cemented one now. For the for Kuzmenko, I think yeah, you just need to take a step back, reevaluate, reassess. He'll be back probably tomorrow night. I also think it was probably like they probably want him. They think he'd play a better game against the very much so struggling San Jose Sharks. So I think bringing him in on uh to that game would be would be a better idea, in my opinion. Same thing, I think that's when uh, McWard and Hirose are gonna come in. Hirose coming in again. McWard uh, was also recently brought up from Abbotsford. I think it was done good by the Canucks, or they lucked out that they're, you know, in Seattle and Abbotsford's right there. Um, I mean, Abbotsford does have an airport, but it's it's a very small, very small airport. Um, yeah, Kuzmenko, yes, he was scratched tonight. Yes, he was a healthy scratch tonight. He's going to be fine. He will come back. He'll sort out the sophomore slump. I mean, Jack Hughes didn't get good until this year. It's okay. It's okay. I, I, Jack Hughes has been very, very all right. Um, very good. But just, just making a point. Um, eleven million off the cap. Maybe we bring Myers back. I could see that happening, but I also. That is my worst nightmare. Um, yeah. A little bit of my worst nightmare. A little bit of a, okay, that's fine. Um, do not resign Myers. I think, I think if they're, if they're funny, if we get decently, okay, if we don't trade him and we get a decent, like, spot in the playoffs, um, like as a on a lower deal I think might work better but you know maybe he doesn't want to play here that's fine we're closer to corona but that's also fine we have to bring corona back too yeah I think that's going to be more more of the uh concern on the defensive end of things he is playing decently well there have been obviously some games Tampa oh Tampa who do you take out for Kuzmenko? Um, Bovillier. <laughs> uh, I wonder when Bear will sign in Vancouver. Um, I think December, January, probably. Probably January is when he fully comes back. I know he's been training recently, but you know you also have to be at a decent NHL level. Um, Ethan Bear is a pretty good defenseman for us. For you know, the season that he was here. Um, he is an RFA, so we do get, um, Quinn Hughes was always good. I meant his brother. I meant what I said. Um, Bear, yeah, I could see when he's a hundred, well, yeah, closer to a hundred percent. 
re-signing with the Canucks. Well, or the Canucks trade him, but I also don't see that happening. I know he was trading at a BCHL rink, though, so that was cool. Because I was like, oh, West Kelowna, I know them. Well, not really, but same league. Anyway, um... He was trash for the first game, five games that has, has been good since. Yes, Myers, uh... Myers is interesting. You know, chaos giraffe, chaos giraffe, this, that, blah, blah, blah. I think he's concerning. But overall, not the biggest issue. Does Smith reciting? Do we... Do we not have him? Next? Oh, we don't. Oh. I mean, I think maybe the idea was Sea Loves comes up after this. Like, the, I think that's why they traded for DeSmith, because maybe they're bringing Sea Loves up as a backup next year uh, when he's a little older, but I, I don't. I don't really know. How's he doing so far this season? Yeah, because Sea Loves is an RFA at the end of this year. Um. Da, 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 da. He's a 908 so far. Yeah, I think I think uh C Loves is gonna come up and play for the big league. Um I got a Myers jersey because of how bad he is. Oh god. I almost got Oh, what jersey was it? They had, okay, so they had a bunch of Horvats jerseys at the Canucks team store a few weeks ago, and I was looking at them, and I was like, okay, maybe Bovillia is getting traded. 100%. 100%. I hope they trade Carlin. No. I, I think Bovillia, I think the idea was we're trading him at the deadline. I think that was the idea from the start. Um... Yeah, I almost got a All You Love You jersey because I thought it was 50% off because near the Horvat sign, Horvat jerseys had a sign, 50% off traded player jerseys. He said that. Um, or former player. I think it was traded player though. And I was looking through the other ones and it said, there was a You Love You one. And I was like, eh, no. <laughs> almost. So close. Q's captain jersey. Yes. I need to cop one of those as well. I actually don't have a Hughes jersey. The reason I'm wearing this one tonight, the Burroughs one, is because I was like, I have a Besser, I have a Patterson, my Luongo's missing, um, but yeah, I need a, I need a Hughes jersey. I was like, I want to wear the captain because he had 10 game point streak, and then I was like, oh, I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have that, but that's okay. That is the jersey I will get. Uh, it was either this or I was gonna throw on like a I don't know, Calgary jersey? Because that's what- It's not even a current Flames jersey. It's from like 2018 and it's a Kachuk jersey. Puck from Horvat? Oh. He's that- Yeah. The Isles game. It was emotional. It was emotional. It, on a lot of- I, I cried a few times, but- I was just watching at home. I cried a few times. Um- I had one point about Pedersen. Yes. So, Pedersen. 98% sure he's injured. I very, I am sure of it. You know, he was leading the NHL in scoring for a while. Obviously, something has been bothering him since Tyler Myers literally fell on top of him. He put his entire six foot eight self onto Pedersen. 
and smushed him. Not really smushed him. They're professional athletes. They're men. They're they're big guys, but that's just a weird comment to say. And you shouldn't be talking to women. Sorry. Anyway, aside from that, chat. Please be respectful. Um, and don't say weird stuff about me, uh, and myself, and just, you know, women in general. Um, uh, yeah, Patterson. So, Patterson, something's obviously been bothering him since the incident in Tampa. That's what I'm calling it. The incident. You can go back and watch Game Over from that night, or listen. Shout out audio listeners. Um, Myers injured PD and Slash Miller. Let's be normal. Yeah. Thank you, Liz. Shout out Liz from Game Over Winnipeg. I want- good, good win. Winnipeg did, did good. <laughs> oh, it was against Florida. Still. Still. Um. I- I want to resign him for the funny. For the meme aspect of it. Uh, at the same time, you know, he did score a shorthand goal. Um. Yeah, Pedersen, something's been bothering him since that incident. While he has been putting up points, he's hit a bit of a wall here. Obviously, he's not shooting the same as he was. It's kind of looking back to where he was in the 2021-22 season. Because last season, he was tearing it up. The team wasn't. He was tearing it up. Um, This season, he was tearing it up and then, yeah stops reevaluate i think i don't know if this is a hot take uh i said this last night on clay's stream and i i don't know about people's thoughts about it so i want to i'm gonna finish off the stream with this thought before i lose my voice i think if petterson if petterson is injured and obviously it's affecting him obviously it's obvious to me and I am mile or kilometers and kilometers away from where they're playing. I think because of the position we are in, let me see right now. Let me refresh because the NHL website is never accurate. Where we are currently, second in the Pacific, on top of the LA Kings, we have a 0.690 points per win percentage. The record of 14, 6, and 1. I think... Now, hear me out. Hear me out. I think if Pedersen's injured, we take him out for a while. We take him out. Get him back to 100%. We're obviously doing well. And I understand he's one of our best players, but you also, to be one of our best players, to be one of the best players in the league, like, he definitely has shown that he can be, um, you need to be at 100%. And my take about injured, injured players, it's always like, oh, they're so strong for doing this, oh, they're so strong, and I understand, adrenaline can be a hell of a motivating factor. Um... But if you're injured, if your body is literally telling you, stop doing this, we can't until Suter is back, we have so many, we, we can do it. We can do it. Until Suter returns back from the void. Um, 
I think when it is safe for the Canucks, you know, maybe it's winter break, maybe it's the turn of the new year, maybe it's... What's the Canucks schedule? I... <laughs> maybe it's a few weeks from now. He could be a week away. Yeah, winter break. I think if he's... We have no more good centers. We could pretend... We can pretend. It's fine. If if the Sharks can pretend to be an NHL team, we can pretend to have four strong centers. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, no hate to the Sharks, obviously. They're going through it right now. We have too many forwards because we have too many winners. Um, I think, yeah. Pedersen needs... He needs a little break. He needs a break. That's That's my thought. My hot take is he's getting taken out. Because in order to be one of the better players, you need to be at your, you need to be at a better set of health. I think that's not the right word I'm trying to go for, but it is. Um, I do think, yeah. Take some time off. The Canucks have, you know, they always have a weird schedule, but... We need, we need Dickinson. Hey, Dickinson got a hat trick tonight, okay? Against, against the Leafs. But Dickinson got a hat trick, okay? I think it was just that era of the Canucks being horrible. Like they always are. I, I think, hey, I'm not saying that he's going on LTIR to circumvent the cap like, like a Mark Stone or a Kucherov or maybe a John Klingberg. We have no idea where that guy went. But, we're not... Not a hot take. Okay, well, I'm a. I feel like every take on in the Canuck side of things is a hot take because everyone disagrees with everything. Um, I think they could just take him out for a couple of games. It could be a couple of games that are either already scheduled losses or already scheduled wins. You never know. It could be that. It could be he doesn't go out and we end up. We end up missing everything. Knock on wood. That what happened. This desk is cardboard. Um, I've been Kaya Let's hope that injuries don't get worse for the Canucks. Knock on wood. Cardboard. The deck desk is cardboard. Um, I've been Kaya You can follow me at Real Kaya on Twitter. You can follow SDPN Sports um, on Twitter as well. Like the stream. Comment down below. Um, subscribe to SDPN. Rate and review on podcast platforms. And yeah, the Canucks beat the Seattle Kraken 5-1 tonight. And it's nice, because they lost. <laughs> they lost last week in a very cool, a close game. But we beat the Seattle Kraken 5-1. Good game. The Canucks have their mojo back. They're going into San Jose. They're going to lose 10-1. That's it. The Re San Jose revenge game. Totally not like we played them already this week. All right. Good night, everybody. Uh, have a happy Black Friday, I guess. Good night.